Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. I'm Jonathan Burke. Uh, with me, as always, it's Matt Hudson. It's a Kingsman to John Stipesman. How you doing, man? I am doing pretty well, sir. Uh, it has been a crazy week, but I've still had time to at least look into movies. I haven't got to watch nearly anything uh, since this weekend, but, you know, uh, life gets busy sometimes. You just got to work it in when you can. Life How are you gets doing? in the way. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Same, actually. It's been a really sort of bitty, slow week. It's dragged along at work. Um, hi, guys at work, if you're listening. Um, but, and, I, and this week in film in the United Kingdom has been slow. Hustlers was released, which I'm glad to say. Mm. But that aside, it hasn't really been a particularly good week for film coming out. And I saw Hustlers over the weekend. I'm still yet to drop my review. But um, So I'm glad to be here now as I always am, talking film, and especially with the stuff we've got lined up, because, like I say, mm-hmm. the week's kind of dragged, so I'm so glad to be talking well, transatlantically with my statesman. To go a little behind the scenes, usually when we're getting ready to record, Matt tells me he's making a cup of tea, I've very British tea. of him, and I usually have some coffee, which I have switched to decaf because I drink so much coffee that it was the right call to like, I got decaf pull tea back. As well, I, yeah. yeah, so, um, but uh, this night... When I was prepping, I did make my my pot of coffee while I was getting ready to come record. Um, I poured my cup, and I have like a big mug, but again, it's decaf, so it's not as bad. Um, I poured my cup, and then I looked, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be in for at least an hour." And I poured a whole second cup uh, into it. Like, so I have two coffee mugs in here. One, uh, interestingly enough, I didn't even think about this. I have a Kylo Ren mug, and then I have a Darth Vader mug. So, um, both Star Wars and grandson together. Yep, and uh, fueling my very low caffeination. Uh, it's not so quite dark side, functional. is it decaf? <laughs> yes, uh, I I do. I am I am uh, a big fan of pumpkin flavored stuff, Matt. Um, I, I, yeah, well, it's, it's that time of the year now. It I is love pumpkin and pie. I, I've grown on me the last few years, man. I can't drink the Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes right now because they are like fifty five carbs <sighs> per per cup. It's like, not keto friendly. It is not. So <laughs> luckily for me, the uh, the Coffee Mate creamers, they have a sugar-free one at my local grocery yeah, store. It's only it's only one one or two carbs. So I do have pumpkin coffee that I'm drinking right now. So hashtag Basic Burke if you want to follow along on all my coffee <laughs> yeah. exploits. Yeah, well, Star, Starbucks is out of the question now. So, yeah, we're getting over here as well. It's, it comes to – as soon as sort of middle of September comes, everybody's mm-hmm. social media just suddenly turns orange – Basically, it's the 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 coffee chains over here roll out their new cups. Everybody posts pictures of where they'd rather be. These kind of log cabins, which look like they'd be in like the Pacific Northwest or something, not in England anyway. Leaves all over the floor. People start wearing fall colours or autumn colours over here. And I've said it before. Everywhere, anybody, everyone I talk to, my favourite season is fall slash autumn. I love it. There's something about it, and it probably is the colours. And the it's the it's like the feeling in the air. It's everything that's going to come. So we got obviously the the holiday season coming up. It's my birthday in November. Just to shout out to everybody as well. Um, it, all of that I love. And also, again, cheap blink here. But it's the full movie season. This is when the Oscar bait comes out, or the ones which you might not expect are going to be any good, and you get the surprises as well. So I love the full season, man. But I don't have a PSL at the minute. I've just got a well, TEA. I've got a cup of tea, but. When I'm talking, I don't I don't drink tea in the theatre. Can't do that. No, no, I'm a soda kind of guy or water now if I have to. But when I'm home, when I'm talking film, it's always tea. Yes, I'm very stereotypically British, but 
get with it. That's how it is. So yeah, uh, yeah. John's got his pump, pumpkin decaf. I've got my decaf tea. And uh, I'm about ready to talk fall. Yeah, I, I, I'm all ready. Let's get into these trailers. This is a mini-sode, if we haven't said that. And I don't think we have. We haven't, actually. Uh, mini- oh, yeah, this is a mini-sode, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it's it's a shorter episode. We, we focus in on some trailer talk to start off. And uh, Matt, what's the first trailer we're looking at this week? The first trailer is one which I've been looking forward to, and I think it's silently crept onto the radar. It's it's Doctor Sleep. It's been everybody knows this film's been in the been coming for a while. Obviously, you've got Ewan McGregor's attached. It's the sequel to The Shining, Stephen King's classic book and Stanley Kubrick's classic film. Though King would say otherwise. Um, but if you've seen Stephen King's adaptation of the film, ugh. but Doctor Sleep is one that. I haven't heard too much about in the months before. We had a trailer release a few months ago, and the trailer's just dropped recently. I saw it last week in front of uh, whatever film it was I saw last week. And I tell you what, it looks great, I think. It really does look great. They're really hammering home that this is the sequel now to The Shining. You get the Overlook is, you know, front and centre, the Overlook Hotel. You get the overhead shots for, you know, the, the um, helicopter shots of the car going across the going across uh, through the road to towards wherever it's going you get the trail the shining music theme song is woven in every now and then do you know what it, it you get to gauge the story very well you know that from the trailer we now know that um, Danny the little boy from the shining is back he's going back to the overlook hotel something's drawn him back there are others out there like him but there's also a a gang basically a supernatural gang that feeds off people's shine if that's grammatically correct. And Rebecca Ferguson leads them. And she's, she's like some sort yep. of hat lady. And she looks great. Um, overall, this this feels to me pretty different to The Shining. It, obviously, it's 30 years on. So it's going to look and feel different. But it does feel slightly, slightly disconnected somewhat. I think it might have been the music that they used in the trailer. Not the classic theme. But a more modern mm-hmm. music. Kind of made me... F- didn't connect to The Shining that much. But... The trailer itself, I think, looks great. Anything Ewan McGregor is attached to, even Birds of Prey, looks pretty dark. I, I like anything Ewan's in. And I love The Shining. I'm a big fan of The Shining. So, And I've read the book of Doctor Sleep, and it's very good. So I oh. thought this was a very, very decent trailer. In fact, I think it's a really good trailer. But what about yourself? Were you on board with The Sleep? Yeah, you know, I don't... I keep falling into this cycle with Ewan. Um, he's disappointed me more times than I can count at this point. Um, like, but he's still like the movies that work, work so well. And I'm always excited with his new stuff, even though, again, there's been several movies where I'm like, Ewan, what did you do? <laughs> but, um, like, I don't know if you saw the one where he plays Jesus and the devil in the, in the desert for like a whole movie. I don't believe I did that see that. No. Uh, man, that one was tough. We did that for a movie club a few, like a while back and it was, it was rough, but um, I'll watch it for you though. I, yeah, uh, I like this trailer for sure. Um, I am a big fan of the Kubrick Shining. Uh, I have not read the book, I uh, either book. I've not read The Shining or Doctor Sleep. I am interested in reading The Shining. I just know it's a long read, and so committing to that is often challenging for me. Um, I am a little nervous because the King adaptations have only increased since the success of It. Yes. Um. And like I just saw, uh, my friend sent me a link to Taller Grass, mm-hmm. which is a Netflix original Stephen King adaptation that's coming out. Um, I haven't watched the whole trailer yet, but uh, and we're not talking about that trailer this evening. But 
Um, lucky because I haven't seen it just, either. Yeah, there's just more King stuff coming out. You know, there's just going to be, be an influx. So that has me a little nervous. Like, is, is this a rush job because they're trying to capitalize on it? Or was this already in production before it did well? Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of King stuff has been trying to be ad- adapted for a while. But uh, I, there's really nothing in the trailer that makes me nervous. Um, I, I am pretty stoked about... Uh, most of it and i really like um i really like the fact that we see like more of the hotel in this trailer and we see the twins again which the twins were in the first trailer but i think uh we hear them more i think this time like i don't remember hearing them speak the first trailer and hear them more yeah yeah and um so i I was like all right cool 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 like because at first it's still kind of hard to tell how much of a direct sequel to kubrick shining it is because um, I thought when the That's first trailer dropped, they were saying it, it wasn't going to be a complete sequel to that film. But this trailer felt way more like they were referencing stuff from the Kubrick film, which granted that a lot of that stuff is also in the book. Yes. But the look of it is so aesthetically familiar to the Kubrick look. As far so, as I'm aware, they are. I think they I think it is skewed much more to a sequel to the film rather than even though because I mean, yeah, Doctor Sleep is a sequel to the book, but I think the film is thematically more linked to the Shining film. That was the vibe I got. And looking at the cast list, Jacob Tremblay yeah. is on the, the lineup, but I don't remember seeing him in the trailer. Um, and his he doesn't have a list on IMDb of what, or his name, the character name's not listed. So I'm wondering if he's, is he playing young Danny? Like That's a good you know, shout. Uh, yeah. I, I think he must he's be. he's a little too old now, he, right? Like I think young Danny Danny's was... Like, we must have been about eight, eight nine, maybe. And Tremblay, yeah, what, 13, like, 14? I would assume so, based on uh, Good Boys, unless he's a little older and just looks younger. Um, that's a good show, actually. No, I hadn't, I hadn't really noticed. I mean, I mean, the main cast, yeah, you, I just think Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson. And the girl. Yeah. And, and the girl, yeah. I mean, I hadn't even thought I hadn't even thought to delve much further into it. Just, I saw Tremblay's name attached to it, but, you know, I, oh, I hadn't seen him in there. Ewan McGregor's playing Black Mask in Birds of Prey? Yeah. I did not he realize is. that. Uh, yeah, we got we got a um, we got a spin-off now. It's going to be Black Mask, who's also got the shine as well. But yeah, he's in there as well. So Ewan McGregor's had a busy few months with Kenobi, this uh, Birds of Prey. Um, this also want to shout out as well. The director of this is Mike Flanagan, who directed the pretty decent Gerald's Game. Then again, the Netflix adaptation of a Stephen King book. He also did Hush, which I quite liked, and Ouija, Ouija Origin of Evil, which wasn't all that bad either. So I'm interested to see what Mike Flanagan does. I think he's a I think he's a pretty decent director. I wouldn't call him an out and out, you know, incredible director from what I've seen. But I like the films he's done. They're solid enough and uh, I, the trailer, though he didn't put it together, the footage looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean um I'll tell you what I'm not in for, Matt. I think I know, but go on. This next trailer <laughs> that we're talking about. Um I I don't have you seen the original Black Christmas? Yes I have. I I think I watched it last year or the year before, like for the first time. And I love the original Black Christmas so much. Like I found it to be so entertaining and it's like obviously a lot of slasher films reference it and I hadn't I hadn't seen it so I didn't realize all those references. And even like the just the it's the phone calls coming from what's yeah. inside the house is like this iconic mock parody like premise that I've seen in dozens and dozens of movies in my life, not realizing it came from that movie. And so when I see this trailer, and I'm like, oh no, because didn't they? They've already remade it once. 
Um, right? Yeah, I think they have. I think they have. I can't remember when. I'm ninety percent sure. I'm pulling it up on IMDb. That uh, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah. That's they right. Yeah, it now, looks like straight to DVD, Joey. And oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it. Must have been one of her first car- credits, surely. And Michelle Trachtenberg. I don't know if she's released related to Dan Trachtenberg, who did Ten Cloverfield Lane, but that the last name seems, seems to be unlikely. It. Um, and then Lacey Chabert is in it, who is, you know, uh, Mean yeah. Girls, Fetch, uh, and now Hallmark Channel, like a boss. That's all she does. I've seen so many Hallmark Christmas movies starring Lacey Chabert. <laughs> um, but so I, I like the cast of this movie. I, I Megan Poots is great. I think mm-hmm. she's a really terrific actress. Been a fan since I saw her in Green Room and then I saw retroactively saw her in Fright Night also with Anton. Um, I, I like her quite a bit. And... I am a real big fan of Carrie Ellis. Like, I, I love the guy. Um, but I do prefer him in comedic roles because I think he plays, like, even when he's, like, think of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, I can happily he think He plays of that. it straight, right? He plays it straight, but he's hilarious because he plays this, the role straight. And same thing, um, he's got a recurring character on the TV series Psych. Every episode with him in it is a, is a classic. It's so perfect. So I, I like that. The rest of this cast looks like they OC rejects for like an OC it's reboot. It's a pretty um, looking cast, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and the trailer, it, it seems like it's completely missed the whole essence of what the original was. And they've just made like a really crappy, like frat house slasher movie. Like the trailer seems ridiculous. And it it's it's clearly not even, it doesn't feel like a remake to the original in any way to me. Unless I have severely forgotten major plot points in the original, and I don't think I have, but I don't. This one appears to have a cult in it, and the teacher is like the head of the cult. Like I don't know what's going on. I did not like this trailer, and again, a big part of it is this feels like a B horror movie, and worse is the B horror movie that is using the name of a very good old school horror film, which maybe some would argue is a B movie, but I would say is a great slasher film from the seventies and. I, I am not on board, so I don't know how you felt. You're a bigger horror person than I am, so I am curious to hear your thoughts. Pretty much the same, to be honest. Mate. I, it's it looked so bland and just cliche. Mm-hmm. Is what it looked like, and it felt yeah. like those slasher films from like the early noughties, but not the good ones. Like the ones, like no. you mentioned, with the with the attractive cast who are essentially yeah. fodder for this slasher guy. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, I mean, you've probably seen half the kills, which is disappointing yeah and uh, i mean they've got sophia takao is directing this and her resume is uh, it's yeah it's okay yeah to be given a film like this is fine which is no problem i'm all for having anyone doing a directorial job but i wish they could have given her an original idea to do and not just rehashing black christmas and saying put a new spin on it to try and you know to try and give us something to branch off of. Maybe we can make us some spin-offs or franchise out of this. Because, But no, it doesn't work. It's just lots of pretty teens getting sliced. Did it need to be remade? It's an age-old question. And everything's up for a remake, I guess. Nothing's that sacred. There's nothing to say that the original Black Christmas couldn't have benefited from a well-done remake. I mean, I, though there's speculation that someone's trying to remake Princess Bride. Oh, man, I've, I've heard. With, speaking of Carrie Elwes, um, yes, yeah, and of he's Carrie he's all against that. I, but this is what I mean. Yes. There's, there's no film that can't be. I mean, even even things like Sp- Scott Pilgrim for you in 20 years time. Will they ever go there? The Exorcist oh, could they? 
I'm surprised they haven't, but they can do, and if they do, so that so be it. But you know, certain films I look at and think I could see why you'd want to give that a, a fresh coat of paint, like Black Christmas. But they have missed the point, I think, of Black Christmas. They've gone too far in one direction, and it's just kind of just derails the whole thing for me. This just looks like a forgettable slasher film which I've seen a hundred times before and I've forgotten a hundred times already I'm not I'm going to like this is what we do and it listens out they'll be the same we're probably all going to go and see this just to chart just to hope it's a fun you know entertaining horror romp that's all I want I don't want war and peace and I don't expect to see something like Lawrence of Arabia these kind of films you just want to have a bit of fun maybe get a bit maybe jump yeah. a few times in your seat but I don't even think they're going to get that because it just looks just... so conventional I hate I hate this what apparent Hollywood like fear that original properties can't do well because there's plenty of examples of original properties doing well and more importantly at some point all of the movies that we're remaking were original properties exactly. you know like so give it give these artists a chance because there's some really great stuff out there that's super independent that is super small and if Hollywood would promote it people would go see it but when people don't even know it's coming out of course they don't go see it they don't even know it exists you know many people i've mentioned peanut butter falcon to who hadn't even heard of it and when they watch the trailer they're instantly like oh my god i want to see this when's it coming out and i'm like three weeks ago it came out three weeks yeah. ago like but you didn't see it because no one pushed it the way that they push you know all these remakes and all these reboots it's like give give it a chance hollywood people like things and again plenty of examples crazy rich asians granted yeah. based on a book and I'm even, fine with book adaptations. Well, even you know, something but... like Book Smart over here didn't. I know yeah. over. I think in the states uh, it got a bigger push, but it didn't really get much of a push over here. And we've had us Brits over here. We've had people banging the drum online saying it's out here in the when it was out at the time. It's out here in the UK. Go and see it. But you know, it's yeah. it wasn't going to be a blockbuster. But they had a like I mentioned the Peanut no. Butter Falcon, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, things like that. Films that deserve. I mean, it's all subjective, but films that deserve to be seen by a wider audience are kind of just simply become cult films. And then you get something yeah. like this. Sure, I mean, this is Bloomhouse. They come up with original yeah. ideas. Whilst the films themselves might not be original in their narrative, their original IPs, could they yeah. not have... This is Bloomhouse. I mean, they did Jason Bloom and all his guys sit around a table and think, I love the look of this Black Christmas film. People are going to flock to see this. Could they not sit there and, in their wisdom and think... This looks a bit rubbish, to be honest. I mean, surely... I mean, but they, they've had... Like, yes, they've had a, a very high success rate financially with their movies, but quality-wise, a lot of their movies are trash. Like, let's not forget Truth or Dare from last oh, year. Oh, God. Um, super awful, horrible movie. Um, I'm, I know there was a couple of other ones that were, like, not so good, but they have had some success in some of... The, and again, financially, they're almost always success because they're real low budget yeah. and they have at least a, a decent turnaround, But um, which is why the Blumhouse model is so strong. But it, the the quality of work is dipping, in my opinion, and um and like they did did they release Get Out? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's different. You have an auteur they they let make a film. Thank goodness, I'm very grateful. But you know, like again, I'm good with original properties, even if they're bad. I'd rather see ten original ideas that are not great than take a great property and then just slap a name on something that's you know because that's what it feels like. They just took the name. And like, well, this movie's set at Christmas, so let's call it Black Christmas. It'll have basically nothing to do with it, except that, yes, the original is in a sorority house, and it looks like they're alluding to someone being on, like, in the house with, or whatever. 
but that's not the premise of the original. Like the original is so good and it's such a slow burn and it's like the kills are compelling and, and like the characters to me felt every death. Like they were like devastated. Mm -hmm. Like this looks like they're happening so fast. No one's going to even know what's happened. You know, I just, it's just dispensable yeah. characters, which takes out all of the stakes and all of the excitement. Yes. And I love a, you know, a stupid, a stupid fun horror film more than the next guy. But then you just, but when you take the fun out of it, it's just stupid for me. And I can't, I can't enjoy it. That said, I could, black, you know, the, it might just be a really bad trailer and the new Black Christmas might actually be pretty good. Haven't seen a film yeah. yet, but based on the marketing, which can, a film will live or die by its marketing. Because like you mentioned, certain films don't even get marketed to even have the chance. But marketing is what sells a film and I liked Doctor Sleep. It's marketing. I have yes. not liked Black Christmas marketing. But the, the next film we're going to talk about it looks quite fun. Again, it's not a film I've seen highly marketed. It's a Hulu original no. and it's called Little Monsters. We may or may not have heard of it. However, it does have Lupita Nyong'o in it, which is yes. enough to get me to watch it. Basically, it's, it's a zombie film starring Lupita Nyong'o, which just sounds like my kind of heaven. It's also got Josh Gad in it and a little kid called Diesel Lataraka. What a name. So it's it, that is pretty much the premise. And I'm talking about kind of stupid fun horror films. The premise of this film is uh, from Google. A washed up musician teams up with a teacher and a kids show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. So there's your, there's your story already. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. However, the trailer looks great. It's got that old school narration over it. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o looks like she's all in for this film. It looks again, it looks back like back crap crazy. But the critics seem to like it. The audience seems to like it. If you ever write tomatoes and anything to go by, um, and I'm interested. Yeah, because it's a Hulu original, so it's going to be a streaming film. So I'm uh, mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited to see that. Hopefully, it's going to be a bit of a bit of cheesy fun. Maybe I mean, with one of those films, a bit like Ready or Not, where we both saw that yeah. and both had a blast of it, and that's the kind of yep. vibe I'm going to get. I think I'm going to get from Little Monsters. I mean, we've had some really great zombie movies come out the last couple of years, um, but not many have come out in like fr like a U.S. production. Like Train to Busan, amazing zombie mm -hmm. film. Um, I think that's South Korean. Yes. And then Twenty Eight uh, Days Later last... as well. Yeah, that, um, and then that was a U.K. film, yeah. Yeah, and well, and then this year, um, One Cut die. of the Dead. Yes. Uh, which is phenomenal and is slowly starting to like creep out and get more exposure. Um, like, so, but this is a, uh, listed as a comedy horror. Um, and I always do enjoy those. I'm a, sure I am a bitch, fan of yeah. zombie land. I know zombie land has its detractors, but I like it. And so this trailer has got me, uh, you know, excited. I've never watched, um, I think it's called cooties is, uh, it's, um, rain Wilson and Elijah mm -hmm. Wood. And I think a zombie-like plague breaks out of their, like, elementary teachers or something like that. Um, hence the name Cooties, because, like, all the kids have Cooties. Uh, <laughs> I, I never saw it, but I, that, this, that's what this reminds me of. I am a little apprehensive because Josh Gad doesn't always work for me. Sometimes I can take him. Sometimes I can't. Um, I, you know, so I'm always a little on the fence when I see he's got a major role. Uh, but I do love Lupita, so hopefully you know, she's enough to bring in entertainment the zombie design is interesting in the trailer um i can't quite tell if they're like fast moving or not some of them seem like they are um you know i i am i'm a romero kind of 
purist when it comes to like my zombies i do prefer like the slow so, shambling yeah. hordes um versus like the fast ones i i love boils uh 28 days later and i like the, the sequel as well but technically not undead just rage monsters there but <laughs> um i'll tell you i i we, i don't think we've talked zombies much are you a zombie fan uh, i don't yeah yeah i, I don't mind them i think uh, like the, the classics yes um i don't I, mind I, them i would argue for me like the zombie is like the the monster of choice um i was a big walking dead fan for a while until it got really bad and i stopped <laughs> watching it um but uh i um i haven't seen every zombie movie. i avoid a lot of the b ones because a lot of times i feel like they're just real redundant and they don't really they don't seem to get at anything bigger like when you watch the romero especially the original uh I would say the first two, and then the third one has a little bit of commentary, but it starts to go off the rails, I think, with the third one. But Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead have so much to say about society, and it's just such classic filmmaking. Um, and I really love those, but um, there's one called... Uh, um, oh, man, what? It's, like, just left my mind. It is... if Oh, my God. He's How do thinking. I He's thinking. Um, it's... Starts with a P. Mike, we've talked about it on the top five movie a lot because Mike was the one who brought it to my attention, and I am desperately I cannot believe I can't think of the name of this movie all of a sudden. Like it was on the tip of my tongue, and now it's just and it's a zombie gone. flick. Um, it's a zombie flick, but it's a different take on zombies where uh, a radio DJ um, is. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't think of what it is. Uh, he the um, the virus spreads basically in a different way. I don't. I can't. I'm trying to recall if it, that would be a spoiler to reveal. Uh, I can't remember when it reveals certain things. Um, but, uh, but man, I cannot believe I can't think of the name of this. If I remember, I'll come back to you. But Pontypool. Um, this is the lack of sleep, guys. Pontypool is the name yes. of this. Thank you, Matt. Um, oh man, how did you do that? That was yeah, impressive. No, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that, that's the power of Google for you. I literally googled zombie movie radio DJ. And the first thing that came up was Pontypool. Oh. So if it was wrong, I'd have looked like a bit stupid then. <laughs> no, you were spot on. Ontario, yes, Pontypool, yes. which I think maybe you can see why I uh, stuttered with that name. It's <laughs> not like the most memorable name, but uh, it was on Netflix for a while. I think they took it off not long ago, but it is great. If you get a chance to watch it, it's really different, but it really hits home with the zombie themes. And it's, oh man, it's such a good movie. And uh, the performance of the lead guy. So, sorry to deviate, listeners, because that's not what we're doing. But um, it's just a really, really cool movie. Uh, Stephen McCaddy is the mm-hmm. lead, and he is so good in this movie. Um, and he's in some other stuff you would recognize. Uh, oh, he's the original um, Night Owl in Watchmen. Okay, yeah. Like, he's the one that they talk to. Um, yeah, he's he's just great. So, I highly recommend Pontypool if you're in the zombie movies and you haven't seen that one. But, all right. Sorry. That... We have one more trailer. You can to talk, talk about. about whatever you want, my man. So yeah, we also had the Dead Don't Die, which came out this year, and I, Ooh, which uh, I yeah, you lie. I wasn't so hot on it. I like the zombie aspects no. of it, and I like some of it, but it's one of those films that just didn't yeah. click. But, but yeah, I, I don't mind a good zombie flick, but emphasis on the word good. So I'm hoping that the and this film also gave me big vibes as well. Even like the the big yellow font just looks reminiscent of those old Romero films. So hopefully we're going to get a pretty cool uh, throwback. And like you said, we've got one more trailer. So I'm at, I see this trailer in front of it. Chapter two. Same here. And I was thrown for half a second. Cause I'm like, why are they, why are they starting the movie like this? Cause there's like balloons and a silhouette of what appears to be Pennywise at first. 
like that's a weird way to start this movie and then it wasn't that movie it was the new trailer for birds of prey and i gotta tell you man i i you the listeners know at this point i'm a big batman nerd i am so losing interest in the dc movies like i can't i i want to be behind this film because one it's a female director which i'm all for uh i love seeing um non-white males getting opportunities to direct big budget pictures uh this though i i'm not really feeling the harley quinn design um and i don't know how much control she has over that in this movie i'm assuming a lot i think she's producing um, the film i think so i think she's pretty got i think she's got a, a, yeah. a pretty tight handle on the character but warner brothers is pretty pretty strict about their films from my 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 understanding of that studio is they are pretty controlling um as a as a studio uh if they like you they give you a lot of freedom. Nolan, for example, yeah. tons of freedom. Um, Snyder had too much yeah, freedom. Like, let's be cut. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am not on board despite being – and this is important. Now, it, I don't know if everyone knows Birds of Prey is a Batman variant. Most of the time they are set in Gotham City as well. Um, I've read most of the Birds of Prey from the New 52 mm-hmm. era. Um, because they were always tied into Batman characters. Barbara Gordon was the head of them at some point. Um, and so I, I'm familiar with these characters. I, the There's variations of the characters. Um, you know, there's a, a Elseworld where the Huntress is the daughter of, I think, Catwoman and Batman. That was actually, there was a TV series, a very short-lived TV series, Birds of Prey. I think it was one season long um, that came out like in the early 2000s that did not, I've never seen, but I am familiar with it. Um, like, and I love some of the characters that they're listing here. Like I mentioned already, Black Mask is Ewan McGregor. Uh, Black Mask is a character that I wasn't familiar with for a long time because I, I'd been out of the books, but then I've, you know, played, uh, he was the main villain in Batman Origins, kind of, um, the video game. And I, I'm, I'm all for McGregor being him. I think that's really cool. Um, I like Dinah Lance and, and, uh, we have, uh, Rosie Perez listed as Renee Montoya, who is the question, who's a really cool character that I would love to see actually like go the, the faceless route on the mm-hmm. big screen. Um, Victor Zaz, who is a Batman villain who has not been well represented in the films. I think he's referenced once in one of the, the Nolan films. I think you hear his name dropped, but he's not the Zaz from the comic books. Um, like these are cool, like villains they're bringing in. Um, that said, I haven't loved what I've seen in the trailer. Um, so I, I'm very still on the fence. I want to be sold. Um, I mean, dude, I'm I'm a big James Gunn supporter. When the James Gunn thing happened with Disney firing him, we were we weren't at odds, but we had a little bit differing of opinions about whether or not he should have been yeah, fired. I remember that. And yeah, and um, very as we always are, very cordial about it. But nonetheless, we weren't on the exact same side of that argument. And I was very much pro gun, like not a, not a, not approving what he said. I think what he said was deplorable, but I do feel like people should be given the opportunity to change. And I feel like his track record shows that he has. That said, as as much as I am a fan of his, I'm not really convinced with his Suicide Squad movie. I don't understand what they're doing. It's a reboot, but it's a sequel. Like what's happening? And it just screams DC has no clue what they're trying to do. And that's my big apprehension with Birds of Prey. Even again, that like her joke about the I'm sick of clowns. It's like, oh god, like uh, I, I'm I'm not not convinced. Uh, how how did it hit you? Did it sit better? Do you, better know, with do you know what? It, it it didn't really. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not ever about to write this film off because let's call it what it is. I love Margot Robbie and I love her as Harley Quinn. So, uh, that is what I liked about Suicide Squad. And I love Margot Robbie yeah. as an actress, of course, um, as well. Uh, I think she's yeah. a really good actress. And I love the fact that she's taken this character and just kind of wrapped her up and said, right, this is my baby now. Uh, it's, you know, if, even you might be rebooting The Suicide Squad. I'm still playing Harley Quinn, though. So, Birds of Prey, I mean, I saw the same trailer in front of it where the with the balloon and the silhouette and she comes out. I'm so, so, I'm so effing done with clowns. Yeah. It, it all looks a bit, you know, Forever 21, a bit Urban Outfitters to me. It's all a pit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't yes. mean to sound, you know, hot or not, you know, disrespectful to any of those companies or anything like that, or people who shop there, but you all know I'm getting that. I, what I do like about it is visually it pops. I love how it pops off the screen. It's certainly going to, I think it's going to be a beautiful looking film in terms of you know, just like colours and pizzazz. I like the idea of it, you know, Harley Quinn split from the Joker, whatever that means, and she's joining up with, yeah, Black Canary, Huntress, Renee Montoya, to save a young girl from Black Mask, the new bad dude in Gotham City. So it's going to be set in Gotham, there is actually going to be some sort of story, it's not going to be a fashion commercial, which is what I'm getting from the trailer and from the poster, it looks like it's a a vehicle to sell more Harley Quinn merch, Harley Quinn t-shirt and Harley Quinn cosplay and Harley Quinn Harley Quinn Halloween outfits. It's a mouthful to say that. But, hell, it's, it, again, the film isn't out yet. The trailer isn't overly selling me, but I'm not ever going to give up on Marco Robbie or Harley Quinn because I like what I've seen so far cinematically. Yep. But the trailer doesn't look great. I mean, but it's, I, think, I believe it's R-rated. So I, it, it's going to have that kind of like Deadpool E vibe where they're, of course they're going to drop some curse words. There's fourth wall breaking. It's an R-rated superhero flick. So there is potential, but everything I've seen so far isn't really... I wouldn't have known the story if I hadn't read the synopsis. It all just looks like a lot of pretty images, great colours, good actors and actresses together, but not entirely sure what's going on. It's just look, it all just looks very bubblegummy and very cutesy at the minute. However, I think the film's going to be not going to be quite so bubblegum and cutesy as I think it is. And again, you've got Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. If I believe correctly, Black Mask wore a black mask. And all of the, um, yeah. all of the uh, marketing, I can see Ewan McGregor's face quite clearly. So I'm assuming he's going to become yeah. Black Mask in a film or he's going to don the mask. Otherwise, you know, why get Ewan McGregor to do it? Or just anyone. Well, and that's been one of the biggest issues with the superhero films is they they never want to exactly. cover the face of the, the the Hollywood person. And one of the excuses before was that they couldn't emote, which they fixed with like Spider Man and Deadpool. Like they make the the yeah. mask emote, and it works. It's just you don't even notice it. Like I, I Spider Man's eyes moving in Homecoming and Far From Home so important, and you know it's it never I never question it. I just like I love it. I love that it happens. Um. And same thing with Deadpool. Like, I mean, and that's the thing. Ryan Reynolds, uh, obviously Deadpool as a character isn't attractive like Ryan Reynolds is. But, like, Ryan Reynolds covering his face up for as much as they do in Deadpool. And they don't – they do take the mask off more, I think, than he mm. does in the comic. But still, like, I get that. But at the same time, like, be true to the characters. When animated – you know, when their identities need to be hidden, they don't take their mask off, like, every five seconds, you know? Um uh, it drives me crazy, and seeing Hugh McGregor's face and knowing he's playing Black Mask, while I'm like, hey, Hugh McGregor, I'm also like, McGregor. hey, <laughs> why is he not wearing a mask? Yeah, like, why why is he not Black Mask? Um, so, yeah, that, that bugs me right away. 
um, yeah, I, I'm 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 good. Let's let's get into the fun yeah, part man, of the show. Uh, mixed bag of trailers there. We've we've dropped. You would have seen it on social media. We've been mentioning it a few times now, but we've mentioned we're coming into the orange time of year now. Four when shops like Forever Twenty One, Urban Outfitters are going to make a packet. Um, we're going to be basically running through the major list of full uh, movies. This is our preview show, and there are quite a lot of films. So. Lest it be to me to take up all of the airwaves. Uh, John Burke, what are we kicking off with to start with? Uh, well, coming out this weekend, um, you'll just have heard this episode and the movie's probably already out. Um, yes. Ad Astra, the uh, Brad Pitt vehicle that I am super stoked for. In fact, our top five movies that will uh, have dropped um, on BurkeReviews.com, we did our top five uh, Brad Pitt films. It's not a full episode because I had to leave early uh, in our recording, and so we had to rush through the end of our list. But nonetheless, um, Brad Pitt's an actor I'm a big fan of, so seeing the trailer for Ad Astra in the first place, um, I was surprised to find out it was coming out so soon. I kind of assumed it would be like late November, December, and then I was like, oh, wait, it's coming out in September? And I'm super stoked. I can't wait to see this movie. Um, Brad Pitt, Liv Tyler, Ruth Naga, Tommy Lee Jones, um, Donald Sutherland, who I am a big, big fan of. Uh, directed by James Gray. I, I'm all over this film, despite being burned by uh, First Man last year. You know, um, I'm hoping for a really good space movie uh, this time it around. It actually came out today, uh, as of recording, Wednesday, in mm. the United Kingdom. So I haven't been able to see it tonight. I'm going to go and see it in the next day or two. My my older brother, uh, Sean, he's been to see it tonight. He actually texted earlier on saying, is it worth seeing? I said, everything I've seen, yes. And he came back and said, you know, Brad Pitt's yeah. outstanding in it. And the film itself is pretty damn good as well. I put this on my intriguing list right back in January. It seems like an awful long time ago now. This was on it, partly because I thought it was a cool title, Ad Astra. What a cool name. But you've got Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones playing this straight, well, the film says why, father and son. Yeah. I mean, you've got two great actors when they bring it. And I agree with you. I'm a big fan of Brad Pitt. I think he was unfairly tainted with the pretty boy um, tag when he'd already shown before that in Fight Club in Seven and other things, that he was actually more than just a face. He could actually bring it. And I know obviously people reference the end of Seven, but I quite liked him at that, uh, what's in the box and all that. I think yeah. Brad Pitt's a great actor. I love and that. The, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to see Ad Astra. And everything I've heard about it so far has been in the, has been more positive than anything else. And yeah, First Man wasn't what I wanted it to be last year. The soundtrack was. And how it wasn't nominated for the best or one best score still haunts me to this day but Ad Astra's one I'm definitely looking forward to and it had a few production issues in terms of getting a release date it was pushed back and pushed back but it seems to be that it wasn't for the quality of the film which is quite good to see so Ad Astra I'm looking forward to man yeah I can't wait I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna get to see it until uh I, I don't usually I do Thursday night preview movies, but uh, my I, my college class has started and I, I have class all night Thursday, so I won't be able to do that anymore for the rest of the semester. But uh, Fridays and Saturdays are my plan. And I don't think I'm going to get to it till Saturday, but I am definitely seeing it this weekend. Um, I will make time for that movie. I am very excited about it. Um, next up. Uh, well, next what, up is another up film which comes out today. Um, and it, that's for the United States as well, which is the Wednesday. And uh it's going to be a little thing called Rambo Last Blood. 1982, we had Rambo First Blood. What's that? 37 years later, Sylvester's back. Sly Stallone is back for John Rambo. Apparently, it's the last show, you know, as as films do now. Hashtag one last time and all that. It's, you know, Rambo's retired. But 
a friend's daughter's kidnapped by one of the uh, one of Mexico's most ruthless um, cartels. So who is going to come and save the day? It's only going to be John Rambo. It's kind of got it. It's not like full Logan, but it's got that kind of feel to it, and that's become like the barometer now. The Logan feeling when you get an elder statesman coming back for one last romp when they're going old and grey. But Stallone has shown that in in uh, Creed and some of the later Rocky films that he, he his reverence for these characters has returned and the respect he's got for these because it's fair to say that the kind of the middle Rocky films and the middle Rambo films lost a sense of what the first few films were saying. The first Rocky film and the first Rambo film had something to say. You know, Rambo's never been a hero necessarily, but those films were littered with subtext and Rocky as well. And then after that, they just became sort of juggernaut machines where it was, uh, in terms of Rambo, how many people can we kill? Basically, he's got some of the most highest kill counts of any film saga. But it looks like first, Last Blood, sorry, is bringing it back to... A deeper kind of story. It looks like it's got something to say. There are going to be lots of kills in it. But, do you know what? I'm quite looking forward to this. I've never been a massive fan of the Rambo saga. Mainly for that reason. Because I just think it just devolved into a bit sort of just mindless rubbish, basically. But I'm looking forward to what I've seen of Last Blood. The trailer looked really good. And Sylvester Stallone, in his last few roles as Rocky Balboa uh, in, in Rocky and Creed, has sold me on the fact that Stallone, when he brings his A-game, he's got it. He's got, there's something about Sylvester Stallone, which, you know, is, you know, in gate is magnetic at times to watch. So I'm hoping Last Blood is as good as I hope it's going to be. But if at best, I think it's just going to be a pretty decent swan song if it is his final film. I, I am hoping to watch um, First Blood before I see Last Blood again. I haven't seen First Same Blood here. since I was a kid. And um, I don't think I ever saw it. I might have saw it too. I definitely didn't see three or four, yeah. right? This is five, right? So I, I know I never saw the the last Rambo movie, which I think yeah, is just, just Rambo, just Rambo, right? It's just, that's the one. Um, I, I've seen almost all of the Rocky films. I don't remember five very well. And uh, I did not see Rocky Balboa, um, but I've seen Creed and Creed two. Um, and I agree. I think Stallone is great in Creed and Creed two. Um, however, that character is substantially different than what my mm-hmm. memory of Rambo is, right? Like Rambo is more of the action star. He's still quiet uh, because he's he's going to shoot first and talk quietly or whatever. But like the performance we're getting in Rocky is very – he's not a boxer. He's a trainer. He's a he's a father figure. You know, it's very subdued. It's very introver- introspective, and I really enjoy that performance. I don't know if that's what we're going to get with this movie – um, I didn't like the trailer only because of the choice of Old Town Road. Mm, fair enough. Which felt really out of place uh, for Rambo. Like, I, except, I mean, I guess if you look at the lyrical content, it's it's getting back on your horse kind of thing. So, okay, fine. But we're reaching because that's just such a popular song here in the States. Uh, I don't know how it did over there. Uh, but here it was on the radio like every 10 minutes. Um, and it didn't, it felt wrong in this trailer. But I'm I'm not opposed to seeing it. It's not one of those movies where I'm just like no, but I I do kind of wish I had time to watch all four before going into this, just so I like had maybe a little more fandom like I did with Fast and the Furious and Hobbs and Shaw. I you know I, when I went into Hobbs and Shaw, I was kind of on a on a good vibe of like yeah these are fun. I can tolerate the stupidity, and if I w- could get that with the Rambo franchise, 
maybe I'd be more excited. I'm kind of just lukewarm, like, I guess. Uh, and I, I do feel like the name is a little on the nose. You know, like, First Blood, now Last Blood. It's a good uh, Sylvester Stallone impression. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it, it's hard not to do the, the voice. He's got a very distinctive mm. style. But. And he's also said, just to end up on that, it's called Last Blood. That doesn't necessarily in any way give any kind of hint to how the story's going to go. But he also said, and the studio, but especially Sly, if the film makes bank, if it brings in the green, they're going to make another one. So that's coming from, that's not verbatim, but that is what he said. Sylvester Sloan has basically said, if the film makes a lot of money, yeah, we'll, we'll always make more. So... Hence Expendables, uh, yes, Expendables 2 exactly. and Expendables so 3. Whether this is the last uh, blood at all, watch this space but yeah it's a film i'm you know i'm gonna go and see and hopefully have a good time with i don't have much to say about the next film uh but it's already out in the states uh i don't know when it comes out in on your end but um Mm -hmm. it's the goldfinch and i was gonna go try to see this this weekend and then i saw that it was two and a half hours um and i was already not sold on the trailer and the premise despite it starring ansel elgore who i am a fan of i do like nicole kipman and jeffrey wright quite a bit but uh, two and a half hours for a movie that I was already kind of lukewarm on the premise, I I didn't make it out to see it. Um, I don't know. Are, is this uh, not out uh, yet where you are? I think it's coming out this weekend. So in the next few days, yeah. Are you gonna make an effort to see it? Or Do you know what? It's, it? This is a classic example of a film which I was gonna happily go and see as soon as it came out, and then I heard everything about it. Basically, what people have been saying, and now I think. Yep. I'm again. I'm gonna go and see it, but I'm not excited for it anymore. Not you mentioned Anson Elgarts in it, Sarah Paulson, Finn Wolfhart, Nicole Kidman, Luke Wilson shows up. I mean, it's got the story itself is great. I've heard nothing but good things about the novel, and yeah, the premise looks fantastic. It looks like one of those films which was plonked straight into this time of year for a specific reason, awards season. Yes, but everything does. I've heard about it. Isn't, I mean, not everybody hate, hates it so strongly. A lot of people do, you, you know, really no. dislike it. Not everybody does, but, but it, you know, it's John Crowley directing it. A lot of people have basically said it's just a really, really disappointing film. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go and see it, but I'm not going to lie. I am, my enthusiasm has been pretty tempered for this. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I, I might still catch it, but two and a half hours, man, for a movie that I'm not super hot on is like that's a long commitment. And uh, Big Tuna even said he liked it more than yeah, he I didn't. saw that. Um, and we don't we don't see eye to eye on everything, so I mean, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me that he liked it. I might like it, I might not. No, I, n- no nothing yeah. against him. He's like, Florida's answer a to our man White, of me. course. Um, the that's a joke. Uh, we love you, Big Tuna. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he's a little he's a little <laughs> he's a contrarian. Not always. Uh, but yeah, um, I just, I don't know, man, like, especially the first trailer, I was a little more intrigued, but when the, when the premise comes down to like, who has the painting in the new trailer, I was like, nope, done. Like, I cannot believe that's what this dramatic story of a kid who lost his mom. It's going to be, he stole the painting in the explosion and now years later, he's going to be in trouble for it. No, thank you. Can't, can't deal with that. That sounds stupid. Lots of excitement, lots of buzz, but. It's pretty much the tagline for that. Uh, next up is Gemini Man, which is which is directed by Ang Lee, which already gets me excited. Stars Will yeah. Smith, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead getting a second shout out, and Benedict Wong. Now this was a film which, when I first heard of it, I thought, hmm. Then I saw the trailer, and then I saw the de-aging technology. I thought this could work actually. 
Basically, um, Will Smith plays a dude called Henry Brogan. He's an assassin. And somebody's after him. Somebody is always one step ahead almost of him. And he finds that that person is a younger version of himself. Basically, a younger, better version of himself. That's in the synopsis. It, you know, the, the de-aging technology on Will Smith looked great. I'm... I'm I I'm, yeah. I'm slightly I'm going to say I'm slightly worried about de-aging technology because it seems to be flavor of the month where it was 3D yep. and then it's all these other things now every other film seems to have some sort of de-aging technology even it had it for the kids it chapter 2 every single every, sorry lots of big films now seem to be utilizing it and it's something which actually I'm pretty pleased is around because we saw things like Rogue One with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin and Peter Cushing I think that's great how they utilize that and obviously Tony Stark as well, how they made him look a lot younger. Uh, and Captain Marvel did it with Nick Fury really, really bloody well as well, actually. So when it's done well, I like yeah. it. And Kurt Russell in uh, yeah, yeah. Guardians as and well. This, I mean, this film's got a kind of like a Looper vibe to it. We have obviously Bruce Willis and um, uh, Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. We're Joseph obviously Gordon-Levitt. going back in time. This one is not time travel, but I, I think the trailer looks pretty good, actually. I am quite the optimistic that this film's going to be pretty yeah. good, actually. So Ang Lee directing it, already excited for that because I genuinely like what he does and I think he's a really good filmmaker. Will Smith, I I've always got time for for you know for Will Smith. Don't always like his films, but I like it when he really yeah. he's he's somebody who's always, he always seems passionate about his work. But similar to how I mentioned about other actors, when he really goes in, Will Smith's a damn good actor, and I'm hoping this is what we get from Gemini Man. But are you are you up for this film? I I wasn't, but I am. Uh, I'm currently on a on a pretty positive vibe about it. Um, I got I have a up and down history with Ang Lee's movies, but I did just complete the uh, Blank Check podcast um, episodes on his films. I haven't seen several of them, mm-hmm. but I listened to all the episodes, and they've convinced me that I need to make an effort to see some of his older stuff. Um, I've seen Hulk, which. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I liked it when it came out. I, I was not one of those people who hated that version of the movie. Like, I understand a lot of the complaints people make about it, but when I when it came out, I was like, "Yeah, cool, Hulk." That's I like the film. It. I you forget know, he did as well. Um, I haven't watched it in years. Yes, it, that's the thing. His filmography is crazy. Um, I have not seen Sense and Sensibility <laughs> mainly because like I generally don't like the Jane Austen stuff, but I do love that cast, and I'm more intrigued because of his connection to it. Um, I've not seen uh, Eat, Drink, Man, mm-hmm. Woman, which I hear is amazing and I want to watch. Um, I did see Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk and I hated it like so much. But I did not get to see it in the crazy 120 uh, frames per second or whatever it was that was shot on and designed to be shown. And from my understanding, watching that film in any other way does not do it justice. I still think the story <laughs> sucks, so I don't know that it would make it better, but – um, and that sucks. I just think it's it's just assembled weird, and I feel like they're trying to say things that never come across. But I love Brokeback Mountain, um, which I've only recently watched, and there's I feel like I'm missing. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw the Ice Storm when I was a kid. I can't. I've not been able to confirm that, but I feel very confident that I watched it when I was in high school, like on HBO or something, and I, I remember liking it. Um, but nonetheless, I I was originally against this movie because of Ang Lee, and I am again. Yeah. Oh, and I like Life of Pi. Sorry, almost forgot that one. Um, and mainly because of Ang Lee and also Will Smith at the time had been not doing, he hasn't made great choices in the last yeah, couple I of years, right? That. Bright, for example. But Aladdin was, Aladdin was good in Aladdin. Bright, uh, collateral beauty. Aladdin turned me, but I, I was against it until I saw it. And I still don't think it's 
amazing, but I thought it was much mm-hmm. better than I anticipated, um, which we I think we were in agreement when we did our, our episode back a few months ago. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on board. One, I am a Mary Elizabeth Winstead fan, as you mentioned. Yes. Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie, so I always have a soft spot whenever she gets to do something because I'm like, yay, Ramona <laughs> Flowers is doing something else. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm mostly on board yeah, for this. Can't one. Can't forget he also did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well because Ang Lee's like yes, Opus Magnum. Is... Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Gemini Man. Surprisingly, I say that because I, I didn't think I would, but yeah, I'm pretty much pretty anticipating this quite a lot. And they did shoot it at a higher resolution. Yes, they did. Too, yeah, I think if I if I remember uh, them saying that. So yeah, again, it's going to be the same problem though. Most theaters won't have the projection ability to do that, so most likely we're not going. to... I know for Billy Lynn, I think there were like. 10 theaters in the world that could play it at the right resolution, which is always helpful. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those things like, why are you doing it then? Like, don't do it. If you can't do it, if you can't, if people can't see it the way you intend, then don't do that. You yeah, know, like, because you can't do use something that as an else, excuse but... for bad box office or, or people not seeing the film because it it's and uh, my yeah. understanding. My understanding of him as a person, though, is that's not his M.O., and I kind of, like, based on Blank Check's descriptions and stuff, he seems like a really cool guy, and I like that about him as a director. Um, But next up, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, Joker is coming out, of course. There's been a lot of hype, a lot of buzz, especially because it won the grand prize. Yeah, yeah, the the best film of the film festival, which has caused a bit of a stir. Yeah, which is, I mean, who would have thought a comic book-inspired film could do that? Uh, but uh, I'm I'm definitely in. I have I've expressed plenty of apprehensions because of my connection to the character and Batman, um, and the lack of Batman in this movie. So I'm still very very skeptical that it will work for me. Um, but I'm I'm definitely all excited to go and check it out. Yeah, we spoke out. about this film quite a lot. Regular listeners will understand that. But for those of you who are new, we'll of course we'll we'll have a quick chat. I'm really looking forward to this film. Again, it was on my anticipated list way back in January. That was just based on the premise and intrigue. Everything I've heard about it seems great. Everything I've seen about it looks great, even though we mentioned last time that the last trailer didn't really sell the film in terms of what it was about. It didn't really give us a plot. It just looked like a lot of cool images. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what it was, but um, our everyone's favourite statesman sent me a message the other day alluding to where the film might go. And it was a damn good point, actually. And it's, uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what yeah. this film does with the character. But yeah, the fact that it won the um, the top prize at Venice. And yeah, a lot of people have got their knickers in a twist. Mate, firstly, because of the, I think because a lot of people don't like the fact it's a comic book film or based on a comic book character. Others aren't Correct. too keen on the the messages and the depictions of yeah, the glorification of certain I, themes. But I haven't seen the film to be able to comment on that. So what I, I have seen is a pretty damn good looking character study. Whacking Phoenix, I'm always we again we've mentioned uh films we don't like him in the film I can't think of what it's called. You're never really there. Didn't like the film, but we thought he was good. It's got and Robert yeah, De Niro as he beats him in. Everything yeah, is I, there for this to be a good film and everything Zazie. seems to be lining up. So I'm looking forward to this, but I am acutely aware of what people are saying on the contrary. I get I'm a big fan of genre film, and I teach yeah, yeah. genre for my film one, film two, and film three classes. And I, I don't get the uh, hate thrown at genre in general, but specifically the comic book genre, because this is our Western. Like this decade, the, the comic book movie has mm-hmm. become the modern day Western in so many ways. Like they they share so many traits and similarities. And 
for a long time, the Western dominated the box office. And there's a lot of problems with Westerns. Like, it's, it's a male-dominated genre. It is a, a lot of times oh, very yeah. bigoted or, ra- or racist, you know. But and there, there there may be – there's definitely – the comic book genre is a male-dominated genre. Until Wonder Woman, there was not a female-led comic book solo film. Uh, you know, but there's so many things you can compare it to. And I don't feel like Westerns – like, I don't know if directors of, of that time were going – Oh, this is such a it's a it's the end of film or like oh no I would never do that like Spielberg's been very against comic movies uh, I think Scorsese spoke out about it um, and then you do have like Nolan who brought a little bit of prestige was to, to this, the to the genre yeah, yeah. He he's a producer on it yeah I think he out. still is uh, but like this this like unbridled hatred towards comic book movies and I'm if you're like oh I'm done with the MCU fine it's hard to keep up with all the movies in the MCU but to like write off a whole genre of any genre I think is a mistake because again, it's, it's a, it's a way it's stereotyping and saying a movie can't be good simply because it's within a genre is ridiculous. And you gotta, you gotta be open to anything being possible, you know? I, and I agree. There are some genres Favorite that dramas? just won't work for people. Horror. No. <laughs> yeah, there's yes, exactly. But, but I will watch some, yeah. I have watched some, I went and saw the favorite. Ugh. Why? Because of the director attached to it. I, Yorgos works for me. His style, his sense of humor just clicked for me. And the favorite was one of my favorite movies from last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just saying the fact that this is a comic book movie and getting prestigious type awards. Chill out for a minute. Give it a chance. It, it's it's going to do stuff. You know, it's going to do its own thing. Yes, it's embedded into the genre, but does it inherently have to be a comic? I mean, right away, yeah. it's a villain. Yeah, yeah. There have not been many villain-led comic book movies. There have been some anti-heroes. But if, if this movie portrays Joker as an anti-hero, I'm walking out. Mm-hmm. Like, I will – no, he is not a freaking hero. He is a villain in the purest form of villainy because he does it simply to do it. There's no real agenda there, and that's what makes him so awesome Like, and horrifying as a villain because he, he doesn't – you don't know what he's going to do because he doesn't really care, and that's – the key and if it if it turns out like he's yeah. an anti-hero i'm done but i don't ex- i don't expect that there's no reason to suspect that at all i'm just saying this is one of the like first true villain led movies i because again you try to argue venom i'm gonna laugh the venom yeah, was a straight up anti-hero movie not a everything not a the, everything movie. the marketing is saying about this film is the joker is going to be a bad dude basically even like the, the poster dropped today yes. of the joker kind of like almost like dancing and celebrating in front of a burning car. I mean, it kind of the anarchy in that one sh- shot is incredible. It's a really, really effective poster. And do you know what as well? It's a standalone comic book film. It's not connected to anything else. So that in itself is an attractive prospect. You yes. don't have to watch anything else. It's just Agreed. a character study about somebody who happens to be in a comic book. Even the, the aesthetic it, of the film feels more indie yeah. than it does absolutely. I, I'm anything really looking else. forward to I think it comes out on so, October the 4th over here. I'd imagine it'd be something similar over there. So, yeah, and I'm, so. I'm looking forward to this. I'm not going to go in expecting it to be the best film of the year, like people are saying. I'm still going to be open-minded, but it's hard not to get swayed when it's being tipped for best picture, best actor nominator. So nominations, but hell, yeah. it could be the biggest um, dumpster fire we've seen all year. Um, but moving away from Joker now, the next film on our list is um, it's a sequel which kind of came out of nowhere, I think anyway, and it's Zombieland Double Tap. You mentioned yeah. Venom. Ruben Fleischer, the director of that film, is coming back for this one. And we're going to get to see Tallahassee, Columbus, Little Rock, Wichita. They are back, the four zombie slayers. And guess what? The undead are back. 
so are these guys. So Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, uh, Zoe Deutsch, and Emma Stone. Emma Stone's coming back. Uh, Academy Award winning Emma Stone's back for this, and I'm glad she's back because it just yeah. I like Emma Stone as an actress. And I, I didn't like the favorite, but I, I love how she her character. I like all the characters in her favorite, but again, I, you know, she's a very she looks like an actress who takes her role her work very seriously. But I also like it when you see an actress like that just go into a role and just you know just go balls out and have a great time. And this is the kind of film where she can do that. And I know she's been into sort of the Spider-Man films as well. But I like uh, Zombieland. Double I didn't mind Zombieland. Yeah. Like you mentioned, I actually thought it was quite good. I like the look of this film. The trailer. Yeah, I like it. You know, it doesn't look revolutionary, but it looks like the kind of film, again, sorry guys to have to say the same sort of thing, but it looks like the kind of film where you're just going to go in, put your feet up and have a great time. I love the cast. I liked the first film. Um, I don't mind Ruben Fleischer when you get, like, I liked Venom for what it's worth, parts of it. So I'm looking forward to Zomb- uh, Zombieland yeah. Double Tap, and as long as it's as good as the first one, I'm in. I love the cast. Um, I am a big Woody Harrelson fan. I, I, I mean, let's not forget. I feel like Zombieland yeah. brought Bill Murray back to prominence. Well, I um, agree with that. Reminded us of how great he is, and um, that scene was was so outstanding. And uh, I, I'm a big Eisenberg fan, honestly. Like I, I enjoy a lot of his performances, even when they are very <laughs> Mark Zuckerbergy. I tend to like them. Um, and I, I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg is anything like the social network's performance of Jesse Eisenberg, but that's what I associate with Zuckerberg now. So, um, I, I love that Emma Stone's back. Um, I, and that's one of the reasons why I like her as an actress is she yes. is willing to do all sorts of stuff. She's definitely capable of just doing prestigious stuff at this point, but she's going to do Zombieland too. And this movie has been, mm-hmm. uh, talked about for a long time. There was talk about, they tried to bring it as an Amazon no. TV series with different actors did not work that pilot was awful um and uh, you know i i enjoy the first one um a whole lot and it honestly brought me back into the zombie genre when it came out and i watched it i was like man i really want to go deep dive on the zombies and i i did and um you know i i enjoyed almost everything about this i liked uh, a lot of the aesthetic stuff i love the text overlaid on the on the world and the rules i'm a big rule oriented person so i'm i'm all yeah, in zombie too. let's bring it <laughs> What's next, John? Uh, the new Terminator film, Dark Fate, which is a, if I'm not mistaken, this is now the third movie. Yeah, canonically, uh, yeah. Ret- retconning the series. Yes, it will be uh, taking place, uh, what, like 15, yep, 20 after years after T2, Judgment yeah. Day, I think? Um, yeah, so, uh, which I love Terminator. I haven't seen Terminator in a long time, but I love the first Terminator. But I saw T2 so many times as a kid. That was like a favorite movie. I even had the Nintendo <laughs> game, which was not good, but I had it. Um, I was a real big fan of, of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, and I, uh, I I haven't even watched it, but I bought the 4K edition when it came out on Blu-ray for T2 because I'm, I'm a fan. So um, that said, I haven't seen three. I didn't see uh, – the one with Bale, I did see the Genesis, which was not good. Um, I don't think I hated it as much as a lot of other people. I think I gave it like a decent watch rating on on Burke reviews, but mainly. And again, I'm not a big Jason Clark fan, and freaking guy just shows up in everything. Um, Dark Fate to me, the trailer looks bad. Uh, I re- I cringe so hard at Sarah Connor saying mm-hmm. I'll be back. I uh, the line read is even good. Um, there's a couple of moments with her and Arnold that I I kind of was vibing with. And I really liked Mackenzie Davis in um, Tully last year, and I want to I want to be up for this movie, but I man I'm not. Uh, and talk that villain yeah. looks so vanilla. 
Like, I don't know. Maybe he'll have personality. It does not seem like it. I mean, when you look at T2, the villain is so cool. Like, he's got so much personality and so much, like, just this. Yes, he has this stoic, you know, persona. But, man, those scenes, like, have you seen this boy in the running? Like, there's so many cool moments. This movie, in the trailer at least, they are not showcasing anything with that. So I am so checked out. Uh, I will see it. But with zero excitement, so maybe it'll wow me. But zero, zero. Uh, I oh, we spoke about this on the last mini side when the trailer dropped. I didn't mind the last trailer. I'm with you, but the some parts of it felt so on the nose that you know it stopped my nose started to crumble. Especially the "I'll be back" line. Yeah. But there are some parts. I, I think Linda Hamilton looks badass. I think I think she's come back, been bought out, but being brought back. Yeah. Coerced back, literally convinced to come back into the Hollywood circle, and I think she looks great. I'm I'm glad to see her back. You know the original um, Linda Carter, Linda Hamilton, Linda, Car- Linda sure. Carter, Linda Hamilton. I think the trailer's good. I think it's you know it's extremely action heavy, which is what you expect. But I mean, the the biggest problem this film has got now, I think, is James Cameron's back on board, which isn't a problem, but it might be because he can be a bit of an idiot. But as producer, he has now come out and said that everything that happened after T two doesn't matter. Gone. We're getting rid of that. Nothing to do with this. Basically saying it's a load of rubbish. In uh, you know, in, in other words, he has now got to make sure that Dark Fate is better than those films. Because if he if he's wrecked on everything yes. and his film is on par or, or not as good, then what does that say? Firstly, it says that the franchise is dead. Secondly, was James Cameron, this is a big statement, but has he got it anymore? Can he retcon his own saga, even though he didn't have anything to do with those films? And then actually release a film which could be worse, and still, uh, you know, you know, how does that, how is that going to look on him? Because again, this is another Tim Miller yeah, is directing this, and point. I like Tim Miller, um, so I've got some kind of hope in that. But the James Cameron effect is what is what gets me. And recently, in recent years, he's been getting, you know, obviously releasing seventeen Avatar films and thinking that's what the world wants. His comments, he mentioned superhero films. His comments on that only to have superhero films overtake all of his films in popularity and box office and now he's got to make yeah. sure that again it's unfair on Tim Miller because Tim Miller's the man driving this but you know James Cameron's shadow is all over this so he's got to make sure this film is better I think the trailer looks better than Genesis at least I think anyway so I'm going to yeah. go into this over an open yeah. mind I'm, I'm a, I, I think this could, could be quite good it just depends how, again, how much of my nose I want to go on. But I think it could be quite a good, a quite a surprisingly good film. But I'm not willing to put any money on that. So Dark Fate, it is. I'm on the fence of that. It could literally go either way. I think it's going to be good at worst. So uh, I'm. I would let John start off with this film, next film. But let's try and keep some sort of positivity. It's um, Maleficent, Mistress oh. of Evil, uh, directed by uh, Jim Running. Um, it's obviously Angelina Jolie's vehicle, but it's also got El Fan in, Michelle Pfeiffer, Juno Temple. What a great uh, ensemble cast there. Chiro Telegia 4's in it as well. It's We're back again. Maleficent, Princess Aurora. There's another rift between them. They've got to now, they've got to now become allies again uh, to protect the magical kingdom. That's basically the story. It's taken a long time since Maleficent for this film to come out. I... Didn't mind Maleficent. We spoke about it on Astrology recently. I didn't mind Maleficent so much. I thought Angelina Jolie was really good in it. And I thought the film went to some dark places, especially in the beginning when 
you kind of saw what Maleficent went through. Kind of went pretty dark for a Disney film, but Disney, then again, Disney did shoot Bambi's mum. I'm not going to lie, I'm actually not particularly looking forward to this film, despite enjoying the first film. So, what have I got to say about Maleficent? I don't know, the trailer was fine, I guess. But, again, I'm not really too sure what else to say about it. I liked the first film, and I think Angelina Jolie was great. I hope she can do a great job in this film. But nothing about the marketing or the reasoning for bringing this film back has sold me on it. John, what did you think about this this film? What are you looking forward to about this? <laughs> nope. So let's go to the next one, uh, Doctor Sleep, um, because I, I really zero to say about Maleficent. I am not interested. Don't want to see it, and I'm not planning on John's seeing it. Doctor Sleep films. Yeah, yeah. I just man, I hated that first one. Uh, Doctor Sleep. We talked about it at the top of the show. We're both in on it. Um, you know, Ewan McGregor, Shining reference. Yes. Let's please be good. Please, 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 please be good. Um, next up, Frozen yeah, Two. Yeah, though man. I think we just go right into that. And I will. I am. Uh, I'm. I, I'm not excited about Frozen Two, but I'm definitely on board. Um, I went in and saw Frozen kind of just because my wife and daughter wanted to. Walked out very impressed with that movie. I did get beat down by everybody around. Like loving it so much you know what i mean like it was it was just in the zeitgeist too much it was oversaturated and so i'm i'm definitely not as excited about this one and let's not forget the very lackluster olaf yes. short that was in front of coco i believe um that was way too long and not good so there's not a whole lot have to keep me into this yet the trailer looks fine um I like the characters, and I am. It is yeah, a superhero origin much. story, I guess, is what we're getting. So, yeah. why not? I think the people who just thought Frozen was a stupid throwaway film for little girls just need to let it go. Insert drum now. Um, I <laughs> think, yeah, Frozen was surprisingly decent film. Actually, I quite enjoyed it. It was, a, it was, it was sweet. It was funny, and it had a good message going mm-hmm. through it, and it had a strong story. Obviously, it played, it pulled some stories long gone, but. I thought it was good. This Frozen 2, the trailer, we've mentioned it before, kind of on, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's going the Empire Strikes Back way. We're getting a more of a character study. We're going a bit deeper and a bit darker with these characters now. It's very much the story of Elsa and Anna. And we're getting the original cast coming back as well, so we're not skimping here. I'm, you know, I'm quite looking forward to seeing this, but I do agree that the kind of vacuum that came, because when Frozen came out, it wasn't a big old hit to start with. It, 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 it was a slow burner. It built momentum like a, like a snowball, but you know, it snowballed into this thing. And then mm-hmm. for that kind of medium amount of time, it was like I say everywhere, everywhere went on the television. The song was playing. Everybody was dressing up as the characters, the kids, and that. Uh, every time I'd go into the Disney store, the local yep. shopping center, shopping mall, everything was frozen uh, to the point of yeah, like you say, exhaustion. Um, to the point where I, you know, kids I knew actually stopped liking the film because it was just in their face so much. So I'm hoping that they kind of tone it down somewhat for Frozen. I do wonder, I've mentioned, we mentioned before, I do wonder if they're going to try and out-Frozen Frozen. Are they going to try and have another another big song to try and capture people's minds? Or are they going to just focus on a good story rather than trying to sell records? That is going to be the big thing for me. But I think but Frozen 2 is going to make big money. So Disney's already had a record-breaking year with this and a few other films left to come. We're going to speak about one later. 
Disney's just, they don't care, they're rolling in money. But I think Frozen 2 is going to do well. And I think it's going to be, I think it's got the potential to actually be better than the first film. So I think it could, it could be a more focused story. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Yeah. So uh, speaking about yeah. big films coming let's, out, which are garnering big praise. And from everything I'm hearing about this film, it sounds pretty damn good. Ford v Ferrari. Logan director James Mangold is directing this. And guess who's in it? Only Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Matt Damon are in this film. It's guess <laughs> it's better that the title says it all. It's set back in um, in the sixties, and it's basically the battle between Ford and and Ferrari. So um, obviously Christian Bale and Matt Damon are going to be rivals in in the film. It's basically they're going to be comp- Ford are competing against Ferrari at the Le Mans race in France, twenty four hour race. How anyone can drive for 24 hours. I know they switch drivers during it, but it's a hell of a race. Uh, everything I'm hearing about this film sounds great. I know it's getting a lot of buzz in terms of uh, critics. And again, this is. I, I, I have, we'll have to apologise in advance because for the next few months, you're going to hear the phrase Oscar buzz coming up because it's, it's, it's that time of season. Ford v Ferrari yeah. is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. And I do believe it's actually it was actually picked up from an earlier point of the year and moved into this time of this year because of the studio's confidence in it. I'm really looking forward to this film, and I'm not the biggest car guy, if that makes sense. I All I know is how to turn a car on and turn it off. I'm not really into F1 or NASCAR yeah, or yeah, yeah. Formula 3 and all that kind of stuff. Not really into it. I, you know, I think the cars look cool. This, however, for the talent involved, I think this looks great. And the trailer I've seen, I thought was fantastic. But what about you? Are you into this? Agreed. I am. I, I would not have been because mm. I am not at like racing and stuff isn't something I keep up with. I have in the past, but I've never really like watched it. I've never yeah, been of to course, a race. Yeah. And I, I live in Florida. Daytona 500 is like an hour away from me or hour and a half away from me if I wanted to try to go, which yeah. I'm sure is way over my, my budget. But um, I, I have no like knowledge of this historically either. Like I'm not familiar with this. I didn't know this was ever a thing. Um, I do like Matt Damon. I like Christian yeah. Bale. John Bernthal's in it. Tracy Letts, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I think often I collaborate with William Friedkin as well uh, quite a lot. Yes, um, I, I'm in on this for sure. The trailer looked great, and uh, again, the cast yeah, okay, is just, so just the cast and director is enough to get me involved. But the actual the story about it, because it's not just about two guys racing. It's everything. It's everything behind it, like the corporate the corporate interference. I'm reading. The laws of physics and their own personal demons. So there's a lot which they're pouring into it, and of course, in the end of it, it's probably going to uh, culminate in the race. So, if you, I guess it's one of those films. I guess if you know the story, then will that affect your viewing of it? Knowing kind of like the Battle of the Sexes film, which came out uh, the, the year before last year, the year before last. If you know the story, it could film yeah. actually. But, I still um, haven't I watched prefer, that, yeah. I liked uh, Borg versus Macavoy. Yeah, as well, I have. But it. if you like, if you know the story behind it. Will it temper your 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 experience? Maybe or maybe not. However, either way, I'm really looking forward to this. Well, next up on our list is Honey Boy. Um, this is a, a film that's going to probably have a very low theatrical run, but it's um, a very independent film. Uh, Shia LaBeouf stars and wrote the film. It is like somewhat autobiographical. Um, he's essentially playing his father. Like... <laughs> yes, the character know, yeah. he's playing is based on his father and um 
Lucas Hedges and Noah Jupe are playing the two different ages of the Shia LaBeouf character, um, directed by Alma Harrell or Harrell. Um, the trailer for this looks really intense and very interesting. Um, I, I'm very excited about this movie. Uh, Shia already won me over with Peanut Butter Falcon. Actually, I mean, he won me over a few years ago as a he won me back over because when he was a kid, I thought he was really great, and American then he went kind of yeah. crazy. And then American Honey, he's so good in, and then it's just been pretty much good choice after good choice after good choice. And he's always been a good actor, maybe a little bit of a problematic social life, but he seems like he's getting his stuff together now. And um, this year, Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon, I'm just like, if he's not in the conversation for mm-hmm. Oscars, it's probably going to be a sham. Like, um, again, not even that he should be nominated, just be in the conversation. Like, his. He's amazing in being a better Falcon, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, and it, from what I've heard, like the buzz from like the festivals and stuff is that it's it's good. I don't know if it's going to be like best movie of the year or anything, but it might. If but it dude, when, you, but jo- when John mentioned this film as we're preparing, and I thought, Honey Boy, have I heard of that? Now I remember now that this is based yeah on um, on his father, Charlotte Burst's father. And I've got to say, Charlotte Burst is bringing some serious heat, man. He is really showing his talent and you mentioned a kind of problematic um outside of film life i mean okay everybody has their issues but if he's if he's now challenging any kind of emotions and whatever into his film which looks like he's doing now with this movie the american honey with peanut butter falcon which i'm hearing such good things about and i'm seeing next week you know the guy is a serious talent i don't think that's ever really been in doubt and it's now seems to be coming to the fore. I cannot wait to see this. And like you say, Peanut Butter Falcon. And I'm hearing nothing but good things about this. So, And it's got Lucas Hedges. Like Mr. Indy himself is in this. So I'm, I can't wait for this. But I, I remember reading about this in a total film months ago. Because I think it's premiered in, right at the beginning of the year. At Sundance, I think. Yeah, so it's been about yeah, I think it was a while. But, um, I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. So... Um, yeah, bring it on, Honey Boy. It wasn't a film. I, it's a film I'd completely forgotten about, but I'm glad you you brought it back up for me, man. But um, next film was a film again. Mm. I had this on my anticipated list right back in the beginning of the year when I knew nothing about it other than who was in it and the director. Guys, it's everybody. It's the most hated director in the world for some reason. Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Regardless of all that crap. Ryan Johnson is a damn good director. I cannot wait for Lives Out. I've been looking forward to this. Yes, I've mentioned it a few times on the shows we've done. Just Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Lakeith Stanfield, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Anna de Armas, Don Johnson. There's so many more character, um, actors in this film. What a cast. Regardless of what the internet would have you believe, Hollywood wants Ryan Johnson. A-list actors want to work with Ryan Johnson. The Last Jedi has done nothing but uh, increase his stock, as well it should have done. Whilst I had my issues with certain parts of it, nothing to do with Ryan Johnson's directing. I mean, it's, this is a whodunit, and I we had Murder on the Orient Express last year, which was fine. But I want, I love the whodunit films, and from what I'm hearing about, this is currently on like 98% of tomatoes. This is bringing the whodunit back, but not just that, it's a whodunit on, on top of a whodunit. It's, well, this will sound extremely Last Jedi, but it's subverting expectations for the genre. Apparently, this film is excellent. Apparently, Daniel Craig is excellent in this film. I cannot wait to see what Dan, Dan, uh, Ryan Johnson's done for this. The trailer, the last trailer, to be fair, that came out with the whole you know yeah. CSI KFC joke worried me because that's an awful joke. But 
the new trailer that Charlie, you like that? Oh. The new trailer that drops like the last few hours, the last day, is immense. I think this film was being touted for best picture and all of everything. It comes out in uh, November. I cannot wait for this film. I'm so excited. The cast got me excited. The director did. The story did. The last trailer did. Dude, just give me this film now. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, this is, I think, right now my most anticipated movie left um, with a big one that's, you know, close. But I I am a Ryan Johnson fan. Uh, Brick is one of uh, just like such a cool movie. Um, I really like Looper. I need to rewatch it, but I really liked it when I saw it. Um, and I still haven't yeah, seen Brothers the Brothers Bloom. No, yeah, I still haven't watched that. I own it. I just haven't got to it. Um, but I, I am the apparently one of the minority voices who rave about how great Last Jedi is. Um, I, I love the subversion that he does in that movie. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect. But I love Last Jedi. I do not have any of the issues that so many people will gripe about. Um, I, I do hold true. If if your biggest <laughs> issue is that it didn't do what you wanted it yeah. to do, then you're not uh, – yeah, just, make your I, own I don't, movie. That's not how that works. I don't um, think anyone can but, call that a bad film because technically, sorry, it's a such a damn fine film in terms of the way it's made. I don't see how anyone could say look, – look at it and say it's a bad movie. Not liking it is one thing, but to call it a bad film overall – have you seen like how this thing's been like, created and, yeah. and made? Come on. I mean, the the mm-hmm. freaking Red Throne Room alone is a masterful sequence. Like, insane to any... Yeah, I, I can understand you don't like something, you don't like... Maybe you don't like the direction it went or whatever, but to say it's yeah, a bad film is insane. But um, Knives Out, I'm so pumped that it's getting so much praise. I am so excited. The cast is insane. Like uh, just so many cool like people in this movie. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer. Like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. Look, Stanfield, who I can't get enough of lately. Um, I'm, I'm all in. And I love seeing that Frank Oz is listed on this too, uh, because of the, the star Wars connection. So, you know, I'm all in. Um, yeah, I, this, this is easily right now the movie that I'm most excited to go see. Um, Again, because it's of Ryan Johnson's attachment, the cast, uh, the trailers have sold me. And again, yeah, the KFC line is <laughs> stupid, but I, I also love it. I love how I love how committed Chris Evans is to it. And it's also the the Daniel Craig yes. accent is and very popular. Like like right? It's similar like, to it how he was in Logan Lucky. He looks uh, like he's just have, look, finally, looks like he's finally thinking. I'm yes. so glad I don't have to play James Bond again, even though they're paying me so much money. He looks like he's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also I enjoy a whodunit. Um, Apparently, it is if it's done well. If it's done well, it's a it's a genre that I get the, very the much. The word into. on the street yeah, is so go I'm, into I'm it knowing as little as possible, which you should do for any film, if you ask me. But apparently, you want to you want to know nothing about this film going in, which I'm going to yeah. strive to do. Okay. Yep, trailers need to stop. But um, next up is the uh, reboot, Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Um, Stars Naomi Scott, Kristen Stewart, Elizabeth Banks, as mentioned, um, Ella Sam Claflin, uh, Patrick Stewart. Where's yeah, the man. other girl? Ella Balinski. She's way down on the billing on IMDb, and that's ridiculous. Uh, either one of the three lead characters, so yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I've become a K. Stewart fan over the last couple of years, um, and so 
I, I want to be excited about this movie. I'm not sold on the trailer. Um, I don't think it looks bad, but I also think I don't think it looks great. Um, I, I'm just like, okay, uh, why not? It's probably fine. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. It's not super thrilling. I I liked Lucy the Lou, first yeah. one with with uh, Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore. I I liked it back then. I haven't even thought about it in years. Um, yep. you know, I don't know. It's it's cool. I, I'm not opposed to this being remade though. To be fair, like because I feel like Charlie's Angels is set up to be a remakeable property. Yeah, yeah, I can like, see, like a James Bond where you could just keep you know just, what I mean, like yeah. the characters. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. It's a formula. You plug in new actresses, and it just kind of goes from there. Um, so I, I have no like resentment towards that or anything. Um, so you know, whatever. Maybe it's Glad great. to see you've got um, obviously the three female female leads and a female director, Elizabeth Banks. Great to see that. I'm interested to see what Elizabeth Banks does behind yeah. the camera because I think she's good in front of it. Uh, but. Yes, she did. She directed. It's, uh, yeah, Pitch it's not the worst two. of the Pitch um, Perfect. Is okay, LA number three. No, and I didn't notice anything. Nothing stood out, but yeah. that was bad. You know, what I mean, like there's some. I have some issues with the story. Yeah, uh, like, I wonder so how much, much like the overall um, Naomi Scott's going to bring because obviously her big box office draw with Aladdin is that going to bring a few more people in to see her now that she's more of a household name? And I think she's good, and she's obviously in Power Rangers before that. I think she was good. I think she's really good in Aladdin. And I think um, Christian Stewart, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. things like Personal Shopper, yeah. I thought the film was just fine. But I And things like uh, Clouds of Silver, oh, so I good. think she is, like, again, it's an obvious comparison. Robert Pattinson, the two of them branching out, doing the right kind of films, have shown that they are fabulous actors in their own right. And, yeah, I think Christian Stewart's a brilliant actress. Naomi's got a little Belinsky, yeah, she shouldn't be that far down because she's one of the leads. But, yeah, I'm again, I'm on the fence with this. I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to go into it hoping for a, a fun action film and I, to be honest I think we're going to get it I think the the cast that's attached to it especially Christian Stewart because she doesn't seem the type to willingly lend her name to something a bit like Tom Hardy who's going to lend his name to something which is you know outright crap you could say Venom but Tom Hardy made that film so maybe he is confident that he could make that film his own or that character which whereas everything around him wasn't quite as good but I think Charlie's Angels I think it's going to be a decent film for this time of year so I'm not Gonna go and expecting the best of the bunch, but I think it's got potential. And um, I can also the next film we're going to talk about as well. As much as I liked the well, the reboot of it, I'm kind of on the fence of this one. And it's Jumanji, the next level. You know, the scourge of Star Wars. It's coming out I think the week before Star Wars comes out this year. Jake Casson's coming back as well as Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillan, Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Great cast there. I like the first film. It surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Really funny. The chemistry between the four of them are good. And the way yep. that they actually integrated the characters into the game and actually brought the game into the modern modern world was really good. But I'm not sure what to expect from this film. Because if you read the synopsis, it's, <laughs> it's the same as the last two. The four players brave the jungle, desert, mountains and dangerous animals to save the fantastical video, video game world of Jumanji. Where have you heard that from? The first Jumanji and Welcome to the Jungle. What are they going to do this time, which is going to be different, other, other than the fact that the first film made a billion bucks, which is a fantastic achievement. Let's not take it away. Like, films like that, and Aquaman, and Venom, or Venom almost did, uh, and, and Aladdin, that making a billion dollars is a fantastic achievement. But 
what are they going to do in the next level? I mean, I'm going to go see this. I'm excited. Again, I love um, the four actors they've got yeah. playing them. I think they're really good together. But not too sure what to think about this film. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be funny. But are they, you know, are they just flogging it because it made a lot of money? So I was really surprised with uh, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. I totally thought it was going to be just a stupid cash grab, another Kevin Hart rock co- collaboration. But I really liked it. Um, I have the same questions that you have: is can they can they replicate that? Um, I would say though, on this list of movies coming out, I think it's the most anticipated of the sequels. Because no one expected Welcome to the Jungle to do what it did. Nobody thought it was going to make that kind of money. And it is funny. Like, I found it to be very, very funny. And I've heard many people make the argument that it's, like, the best video game movie. Even though it's not a real video game. Just the the fact that it very much feels like a video game and yet works as a movie. Um, it did something others have only tried and failed to do. So, I'm I'm in. I, I love Danny Glover. So, the fact that he's attached. And, and you know, Danny DeVito is pretty great so let's give it a go yeah watch this space oh well the next film i'll let you yeah you you go this one but the next film's weird cats looks looks it looks horrifying um i'm not a fan of the musical uh i'm not excited about this movie and um the the cats having a way too skin tight like where they show their human form in the cat suit is creepy and i gotta say I, I feel like other people might agree with me. I'm getting kind of burnt out on Rebel Wilson. Um, so, mm-hmm. And I know how much you love James uh, Corden. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and most of Britain as well. <laughs> think that way. Yeah, so Cats. Uh, I'm not, not in. I'm probably going to see it, though, because this one does feel kind of have that like car crash where you, you know you shouldn't look, but it's hard not to. Um, yeah, I think I'll yeah. be right. I'm interested on the box office because Cats is massive. The musical is huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how that translates into the box office. Of course, it doesn't always mean it's going to be a smash hit. I think it's going to make decent money because it's got good talent. In, you know, Jennifer Hudson, Idris yeah. Elba, Dame Judy, there's Ian McKellen, Serene McKellen as well, and James Corden and Taylor Swift are in it as well. So there's, And Taylor Swift's going to get bums in seats as well. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget True. her appeal. So it's gonna, it, it, a great cast doesn't always make a good film, but... The market, what I saw, the marketing, like a lot of people, just looked like wacky and not in a good way. So Cats, whilst I wasn't excited for it anyway, hasn't done anything to excite me anymore. The next film, though, I'm really excited for. I am English. I don't have the full backstory. We've spoken about this before. Of um, Mr. Of Rogers. Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. But it's a beautiful day in the neighbourhood. Mariella Heller's directing. It's a Tom Hanks vehicle. Tom Hanks is stepping into the, the cardigan of Fred Rogers. And the trailer we spoke about it that came out for this is, it you know, it, it touched every feel possible. Yeah. It, this film looks like it's going to go for the ju- emotional jugular, but not even in a manipulative way. It's more just the, you know, the, 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 the positivity that Mr. Rogers gave out just seems mm-hmm. to be imbued in every frame in this film. And again, this is, this is Oscar bait to the max. The, uh, the Won't You Be My Neighbour didn't even get a doc- an Oscar nomination last year, let alone win. This one, though, I think this has got potential to be an Oscar darling. Whether it wins out much, but I think it's going to be very much in the picture from what I've seen, and I'm hearing good things. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I loved Won't You Be My Neighbour, um, and uh, my my ringtone on my phone is this, the theme song from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. My <laughs> background on my phone is an animated drawing I, I found of Mr. Rogers with some of the puppets. 
Um, I have all of the pop vinyls except for the uh, blue cardigan because that was an exclusive and I haven't tracked it down. But I have the key. I have like a stuffed pop vinyl version of him. I have the keychain. I am all in on Mister Rogers. I, I wish uh, he was still alive. I wish he was. If not, if if that's impossible because of his age, I wish that somebody exuded the goodness that that man does. So Tom Hanks yep. is probably the the best casting I could imagine to play that role. And I am very excited to see this movie. It's like a perfect mesh of two of America's favorite people. So, uh, and it helps that he's not a bad actor either. So yeah, cannot wait. Uh, talking of Oscar darling. So what's up next? Um, little women. Um, I am all in because of Greta Gerwig's attachment to this and the cast, Timothy Chalamet, Francis Pugh, um Saoirse Ronan alone and I think I'm dropping there's somebody big that I'm not thinking of Emma Watson Meryl Streep Meryl Laura Street Dern oh uh, Laura Dern too yeah I, I'm 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 not super familiar with the story like I know it but I never sat through any of the other iterations of this film I didn't see the modernized adaptation they did last year I think it was mm-hmm. um and I haven't seen any of the other versions I, I know what happens mainly because of friends um oh yeah uh but <laughs> you know at the same time um, it's Gerwig and I love Lady Bird. Uh, Saoirse Ronan is definitely an actress who has a, a big draw for me. Um, and Francis Pugh this year, as we've talked about multiple times, has completely bowled me over and I am a huge fan. So I'm excited to see Little Women. Yeah, it's Florence Pugh's name attached to this was the main reason I got interested in this because I think she's magnificent. But then again, you mentioned all those other fabulous actors and Come on, this is like, this is like a recipe for success. Surely, it's a coming of age story set in the middle, set in the, in the end of the Civil War, the American Civil War. I mean, it's a, it, it's got everything going for it, and of course, Greta Gerwig's involvement as well. I wasn't overly keen on Lady Bird; I thought it was okay. Oh, this, though, I think, I think it looks pretty good. I have also, I've said, like Timothy Chalamet playing that kind of gentleman doesn't didn't quite, it's something about it doesn't quite vibe with me because of. I don't know, it's not going to be quite like Keanu in Interview with the Vampire. Oh, sorry, Bram Stoker's Dracula, sorry. It's going to be nothing as bad as that, but I don't know, he exu- kind of, it's because he exudes this kind of cool dude image, which he is, he's a cool-looking guy. He looks like a real, He's a real good actor, and he looks like a cool dude. He looks really odd in that kind of role, but I've got no doubt he's going to be very good. And again, the, the ensemble cast looks great, the story looks great, the trailer looks great. Uh, count me in, that's all I can say. It looks great. Yeah, uh, I'm... Let's do it. Yep, last two now. Last one we spoke about in the last show, and that's Lucy in the Sky. Uh, Noah Hawley directing Natalie Portman, John Hamm, Zazie Beats again, Dan Stevens, and um, Ellen Burstyn. She's back. Ellen Burstyn never went away, let's face it. Yeah, Lucy in the Sky, and this looks... I was re- Again, I was really excited by the premise. I was really excited by the cast. The trailer looks tonally off-kilter. Not quite entirely sure what it's going for, and the things I've heard from people who've seen it, including Big Tuna, friend of the show, have been, haven't have filled me with an awful lot of uh, confidence. So uh, mm. I'm still looking forward to this because I like anything. I'm interested in anything Natalie Portman is attached to. Yeah. I think she's my favourite working actress out there now. So we spoke about it on the last show because the trailer came out. I'm still looking forward to this, but yeah, space films have got a long way to go to get back to the halcyon days of something like Apollo Apollo 13 or Interstellar. I think Amy Adams might be mine. Well, after you said that, I started thinking for a minute. Uh, um, uh, 
my god, my brain just went completely dead. Um, Best working actresses, yeah. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, Lucy in the Sky. I am. I'm also apprehensive because it does have that. That honestly feels way more like First Man than Ad Astra, Ad Astra does, yeah, and definitely. that has me nervous because I, I love Chazelle's other two films. So the fact that First Man did not work for me was so surprising. Not just that it didn't work. I was, like, ready to go to sleep during the first minute. <laughs> and I did not anticipate that at all. And I'm also a big Ryan Gosling fan. Yeah. So, like, everything going into that movie, I was pumped for and I was very let down. Um, I also think the trailer looks really good for Lucy in the Sky. Uh, but I, I'm reticent. And so I'm prepared to be disappointed. Yeah, not, and, um, the last sorry, one. and the last film, the last film is one that is probably other than an end game, probably the potentially the biggest film of the year now. It definitely could be, especially if we see a uh, what happened with Force Awakens happen with the rise of Skywalker, uh, the return of J.J. Abrams to the helm. Um, something I am excited for. I like J.J. style, I love J.J.'s mm-hmm. uh, you know, love of Spielberg and all things, um, Amblin. Um, and I, I love Force Awakens. I do. I like Less Jedi more. Um, I like what Brian Johnson did. I am concerned that JJ might feel the need to quote unquote write the wheel um, or write the mm-hmm. ship or whatever the turn is uh, too much because of the backlash from the the toxic fan base that appears to have you know come to the surface of the Star Wars fandom, and that makes me. Uh, a little nervous but everything i've seen i'm very excited for and um i even my film academy shirt is star wars themed and it's uh the rise of burke buster is the <laughs> slogan on the shirts this year for the film academy um so i'm very excited uh to tie in um i also paraphrased uh luke's monologue in the trailer on the back of the shirt and um it, it does end with uh no one's ever really gone but it's alluding more to like my kids graduating that they'll They'll take what they've learned from me and carry it forward. Um, we are what it, they grow beyond. Yes, and I have it slanted slightly like the uh, the scrolls at the opening of the Star Wars movies. Um, so I'm very excited about our shirts this year. And it is all because my Film 3 Honors class, my group of seniors, we are studying Star Wars right now. We just finished Empire yesterday. Um, we are starting with the original trilogy, and uh, we're doing it contextually. And I had a student, Matt. I had a student who was not completely sure that Vader was Luke's father. I got really? to witness somebody actually organically learn the truth. Sweet. And it was a pretty cool experience, especially because when I announced that we were going to do Star Wars at the end of last year, this student was like, well, I'm not coming then. Had no interest <laughs> in watching the movies, and I think we've won her That's over. Fair enough. I think we have won her over, um, especially with Empire. Empire, I think, kind of blows everyone away. I think Empire still stands as the best Star Wars movie, um, which I know is like such a hot take. But uh, it is still one of my favorites. It has so many quotable lines. Um and it's fun talking because everyone has different levels of fandom in that class. Some are like longtime Star Wars fans. Some have only seen it when they were younger. And so this is like, you know, refreshing. And none of them have really watched it with the uh, film eyes that I've been training them with for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. So looking at it more cinematically and stuff. And um, Unfortunately, I only have the, the George Lucas edits. I don't have the original versions. <laughs> so there are, you know, we, we've talked about that too and some of the issues. And um, yeah, but uh our hope is that we're going to get to do a field trip to see Rise of Skywalker as a class. So uh, that's our end game. Although it comes out on the 20th of December here, which is our last day of class uh, before winter break. So I don't know if I'm going to get to take them like before winter break or not. 
Um, but that is the hope that we can actually do like a whole day field trip and see the movie uh, in the theater as a group. It'd be a hell of a way to end off the the, uh, the year yeah. if you could do that. Um, I regard, regarding obviously I'm excited for this film. Yeah. Regarding J.J. Abrams, I Abrams, I I too worry that he's going to just play it a bit too safe. Yeah. He's to come out and said, you know, what Ryan did was the bomb, basically, and I'm I've taken his influence and I've you know pushed the the boat out further than I would normally, and I believe him, but I also do think that it's the end of a forty year saga. It's the ninth film in a nine film saga. It's going to be fairly cut and dry come the end of the film. What you know where we're going to end up? I think like we know we all know Emperor Palpatine is back in some form, which yeah. is exciting. Ian McDermott is back. Is the Emperor going to come back and win? No, basically, is uh, Adam Driver who is fantastic? He's a fantastic actor. Yes, anyway, he is. he's got so many good films coming out, like Marriage Story as well. We haven't mentioned that. Um, is Kylo Ren going to win? No. Is he going to probably t- turn to the goodies again? Yes. But um, I'm looking forward to this again. If Billy Dee Williams is back as Lando. Richard E. Grant is 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 on this. We know how excited he gets about films. Um, Naomi Aki's joined the cast. It's just a very good cast. Uh, I'm really, really excited for this film. I haven't got any apprehension that it's going to be a good film. I just hope that JJ can tie off the nine film saga, and let's be honest. I hope he, I hope he gives us a bit of what Endgame gave us. You know, un, unashamed fan service. Fan service is good when it's done right, and we all know that nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. But let's just go full fan service. Give up, tie everything up. Let's give us those nods to the prequels and the OT. Let's let's weave them in. But as long as the Rise of Skywalker stands on its own and it isn't just like a greatest hits tour. I, I'll be happy. To, and, you know, obviously, Star Wars sessions, we're going to be covering this extensively, but I'm looking forward to The Rise of Skywalker. I've got no apprehension it's going to be a good film. I just hope it's going to be a great film. Uh, and, I'm not, again, I'm not willing to say whether it will be or not, but everything I've seen, the trailer blew me away, the marketing blew me away, and all I care about is John Williams' final score. I think that man's going to give us something special. So, The Rise of Skywalker, it's not going to be the biggest film uh, commercially in, t- uh, in terms of finance, this year, Endgame's got that sewed up for years to come. But I think the Rise of Skywalker is going to do a hell of good, and it's going to bring back the the members of the fandom. I think over the majority of them who were uh, ambivalent towards the Last Jedi, shall we say? So yeah, what a way to win! So the Rise of Skywalker is not a Knives Out aside is a, is my most anticipated film of the year. But little just from us, we also asked you guys on social media, Instagram and Twitter. What were some of your uh, some of your hot takes? What do you think we're looking forward to? So, John, what what did Instagram do to say? So, Instagram, which our account on Instagram, just to throw this out there, why not now? Bloody awesome movie pod. See, I remember. Remember um, once. <laughs> uh, uh, the scent reel said Joker, Just Mercy, El Camino, Gemini Man. I don't know what Just Mercy or El Camino is, and I feel awful. Just oh. Mercy is um ah oh god who got to play Killmonger, um ah uh, uh, Killmonger and Black Panther I can't think of the guy's uh, name now Michael B jo- oh the, Ma- the yes I do know he's what that a, is that does he's look a, is he a lawyer or something? he's somebody yeah. who's convicted of yeah wrongfully convicted of killing and El Camino is the Breaking Bad film oh yeah I'm not I'm not convinced that's gonna be good um yeah movies by Ben said Joker Doctor Sleep Ad Astra. The Lighthouse, which I am very excited about, because yeah. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Um, Marriage Story, not clicking on that one. El Camino again. 
Ford vs. Ferrari, and one that we should have probably talked about, the Martin Scorsese Netflix original, The Irishman. How did that re- not get in the list? Yeah, the return to Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, all de-aged. It's one of the most expensive films. It's like $200 million budget, I think, just mainly yeah, for... Yeah, three hours, 30 minutes long. Yeah, it's going to be an epic, um, so who knows. Craigie Bear Movies said definitely not Cats, but <laughs> everything else for sure. Um, so uh, he sounds like he maybe forgot Maleficent was coming out because that would have been on that <laughs> yeah. list as well. Um, yeah, what agree. about Twitter, Matt? We, we hit Twitter up with a, a similar poll. We did, and some of the guys came back. Uh, Joe Caster, who? What a name. Said, The Rise of Skywalker. That aside, can't wait for Joker and Little Women. The full season actually looks pretty solid. And I'm going to echo that. The full season does look pretty solid. I'm still uh, you know, ghosted that we didn't mention The Irishman. Probably like one of the biggest films of the fall. Man, I can't it, wait for that. I hope it's not crap because three and a half hours is a long time. And Marriage and Story, is, that's um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Big buzz coming out of the festival. Oh, okay. Um, I like Adam Driver, obviously, and Scarlett Johansson yep. is great. Um, it should be noted, too, The Irishman is getting a theatrical release, but we don't. no one knows how just yet. But it will be long enough to qualify for uh, awards. Um, yep. Netflix does own a theater now in L.A. that they can yeah, – I think does. they do. Uh, that they can just show their movies exclusively there at their convenience. Um I don't expect The Irishman to get a wide release, though, where everyone's going to get to see it in the theater. It's going to be on your TV one day, and we're just going to get to watch it. And then it'll be buried amongst all the other Netflix originals, because that's what Netflix does. Yes, three and a half hours long as well. Well, At least I've had to stop for a toilet break. Uh, Cinema Flavor. They just simply said, add Astra. Well, Um, Cinema Flavor is out today or tomorrow in the States, so uh, looking forward to hearing what you think about that. Uh, And finally, Wild Line Podcast said, Doctor Sleep is looking real good. Warner Brothers got test screening results and moved it up into prime holiday slots. Interesting you say that, actually. Yeah, because yeah, I have actually moved it into this mm-hmm. into this prestigious time of the year. So are they really that confident in it? But either way, I'm looking forward to it. So some pretty solid um, pretty solid uh, answers there. So would you say Knives Out is your most anticipated then? Are you sticking with that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to put Star Wars first, but I feel like that's kind of a gimme. Mm-hmm. And so um, of the films that are not a franchise or property without question knives out is the movie i'm most excited about yeah i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be extremely boring and say exactly the same you know franchises aside blah blah other than joker actually i'm gonna chuck joker in there but knives out simply because it's i mean joker is a an ip we all know mm-hmm. knives out is an original film which i this is what I, I want we want original films original characters original stories well it's based on agatha christie of course but it's as close as we're gonna get and i i cannot wait for that so yeah uh, the BAM, the bloody awesome movie podcast. We are standing knives out. So Brian, don't let us down, man. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't. It doesn't seem like he's gonna, um, unless no. it just doesn't click with our personal taste. But as far as like just a movie that other people seem to be getting into, seems to be working. Um, Everyone seems to dig it. So that's the full, that's the full preview. I hope you enjoyed it, guys, because I it got me excited talking about some of those films. Yeah, I you know I love having the new unlimited service for my local theater because yes. it will become much easier to see almost all of these as long as I can fit it into my crazy schedule. But uh, the cost of seeing them is not an issue. Um, I, I, I'm not promoting. We are not sponsored by them. But if you live near a theater that has the unlimited plan, why not, guys? It's it's such a good deal. And by the way, Matt. Real quick, Movie Pass, the uh, the original like card yeah. that was yeah finally officially dead. Yeah, <laughs> they they've shut that coffin finally. It is finally ended. Yeah, they they boy they would not die, but they finally were like oh, okay we're dead. They can't 
compete against this uh, unlimited pass. No, they cannot. Or the AMC A-list, which is a similar, uh, it's not quite unlimited, but it's just as good if that's the theater chain that's near you. Um, There's definitely way great options to go see movies in the theater. And let's be real, Matt and I are big proponents for seeing the things on the big screen when you can. We like going to the theater. Yeah, something like The Irishman. I'm actually quite glad it's streaming because three again, three and a half hours. Especially if the film isn't very. If it ends up being a bit bad, I can at least sit at home and think, oh, in my own comfort. Um, but yeah, absolutely, uh, all up for the theater experience. Even a bad, even the bad films can sometimes be entertaining in the theater. Plus, popcorn buttered for John, not for me over here. And just a general vibe. I mean, like we posted shots. We we always post pictures of when we go on to the theater and. Just like walking in, there's always a, such a great buzz, and so we're going to get sycophantic there, but such a buzz walking in, the lights and the colours and the film posters, and you know when the lights go down, it can't be replicated. So yeah, I'm, we, we've had the unlimited scheme for years over here. So glad that John and the rest of you guys over there internationally are starting to get it now, because it brings go, brings back the tradition of going back to the theatre, making it affordable, not just for us, but for families as well. So yeah, get out there. Get, out, get your unlimited passes and let us know what you thought of these four films. We'll be putting out social comments anyway, asking for what you think. But yeah, we want to hear what you thought about, what you think about these films as and when they come out. So yeah, join in the conversation. Yes, sir. I like it. Um, where can they find you on uh, the interwebs, Matt? Uh, and they can find me at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and just search what I watch tonight for across all of the socials and you'll find all the movie reviews and the podcasts on there. And I am at burkreviews.com and burkreviews on the social medias. And of course, Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, uh, the monthly episodes where we review the big four movies of the month and talk about the other films we saw. Um, that can be found also at burkreviews.com or anywhere you get your podcast. If you're listening to this, odds are you're already subscribed to that. Thank you. Please take the time to rate and review us. It helps other people find us on the mm-hmm. internet and such. And follow us on our social media. As I said, for Instagram, it's Bloody Awesome Movie Pod, and Twitter is at BAMP, B A M P underscore podcast. Check us out. Um, and for um, Matt, what do you got to say? Uh, well, what I'm going to say is firstly, thank you for listening. See ya, and keep it bloody awesome. And for you, John, keep watching movies. <laughs>